Hi, welcome or welcome back to Playtime Radio. I'm Saskia and this is the podcast that is all about you where I answer your anonymously sent questions about love and sex and to submit your own question you can go to yourplaytimeradio.com there's a submit tab at the top of the website or you can go to my Instagram at yourplaytimeradio to find out when the next episode is coming out and normally I do follow the format of answering your questions and please do keep sending your questions but this episode I want to try something different and based the episode around a theme because I got so many questions about this topic especially recently and maybe there's something in the air and I just want to talk about it because clearly this is something that a few of you are dealing with and I want to base this episode on the theme of being single for anyone who just isn't enjoying being single or is newly single or adjusting to it or feeling bored being single And I hope that some of the advice I'm going to be giving is useful to people who may not be single because I think oftentimes it's easy to feel lonely within your own relationship. And when I was thinking about this, I think we often seem, we often perceive relationship status as a binary and as either being single or taken. Like there isn't a it's complicated section on your passport application and I think often that turns into conflating a relationship with wholeness and I'll get into that in a moment but I think that being in a relationship doesn't necessarily mean you can't feel alone at the same time and I want to discuss singleness and how we can use this time to grow and to shift and how to stop feeling bad about being single And then I also want to discuss how to handle negative comments about being single and how to handle your own internalized envy for perhaps your family or friends or acquaintances or anyone in your life who makes looking like being in a relationship is very easy. And when I think about singleness, in the past, I've definitely perceived it as a kind of waiting room. And if any of you have ever read No Exit by Jean-Paul Sartre, which is a great play, I think it's definitely comparable. (laughs) Or I've also thought about singleness, and I had this thought recently, that singleness is kind of like standing in a really long queue for a nightclub. And to me, at least, the nightclub has always represented the next relationship. Except sometimes being single feels like you're standing outside waiting to get in, but It's also November and you're freezing cold and you're seeing people in front of you being rejected from the line, but you're also seeing people behind you cutting to the front and meeting their promoters at the door and walking in like it's nothing. And you're standing outside, you're freezing, but you can hear the music from the inside and you know that everyone's probably having the best time. And maybe you're seeing people posting on Instagram from inside the club or talking about how great this club is and all you can think about is I just want to get in there with everyone else and feel like I belong and sometimes you get into the club and actually it's kind of (laughs) lame everyone's standing around on their phones no one's actually dancing and 
the whole wait to get in has been kind of anticlimactic. Well, I want this episode to break down our preconceived notions about being single and I want to destigmatize and open a broader conversation about this. Um, So, I also want to apologize for my voice. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, I had a little bit of a a crazy night, um, so I'm feeling it a bit physically, but I'm pushing through it. I really want to um, put out this episode for you guys because this is a topic that I've been thinking about a lot lately and I feel almost called to make an episode about it because of how many questions I've had. In fact, the reason why, the kind of tipping point for me to do this episode was that someone literally wrote in, I'm so single, please send help. And uh, I just thought, why not? Let's talk about it. Let's chat. I want to have a very open conversation about it. And as always, I welcome your opinions and your feedback, which you can also leave for me on my website or DM me on Instagram, um, which is the both the website and the Instagram are called Your Playtime Radio. Well, yourplaytimeradio.com, as I mentioned. So feel free to submit your questions and your thoughts on the episode. But anyway, let's uh, crack open a bottle of wine, light a candle, align your chakras, do some kegels, and let's get into it. (laughs) And now it's time to play. In this first part of the podcast, I want to talk about why we perceive singleness as a negative. And I've thought a lot about this. And as an anthropologist, I study anthropology at uni and I'm very interested in social anthropology but I'm also I have quite an interest in like evolutionary history so I read a lot about it and spend a lot of time thinking about our evolutionary history particularly when it comes to sexual evolutionary history and as we all know biologically evolutionarily we are hardwired to find long-term partners And recently I read a quite a good book about human sexual evolution and about our position as outliers within the animal kingdom. If anyone's interested, it's called Why Sex is Fun by Jared Diamond, who incidentally is one of my favorite anthropologists. I really recommend any of his books if you guys want to get into anthropology. Um, His most famous books, uh, one of the big, the biggest one I think is called uh, Guns, Gems and did I say that? Guns, germs, yeah, germs, I don't know why, guns, germs, and steel, and he writes a lot about how we can learn from ancient societies and apply what they've learned into modern day life. Point being, we all know we're hardwired to aspire to have long-term relationships, and as a byproduct of that, we're also hardwired, hardwired, excuse me, to feel shame about being single within our biological quote-unquote prime and this is a topic for another episode but there truly is such a pertinent I think dichotomy between the perception of male and female singleness as our biological clocks tick um I know from speaking with my male and female friends and peers that there is quite a discrepancy in how singleness is perceived especially as we move into our like later 20s But I think this is reductionist, honestly, to equate being in a relationship as good and 
to associate being single as having negative connotations I think is kind of crazy because I know many happy single people who are unfortunately made to feel inadequate by their friends or their family who themselves are sometimes in ironically dead-end relationships so I want to take this moment and appreciate you guys out there who are happily single and who are made to feel awful by your family or by anyone who can't handle the fact that you're independent and thriving um so I want to touch on how to handle these kind of people in a moment but I just want to take a second to reframe our perceptions about being single and the kind of biological truisms aside I think we see singleness as a negative for a few reasons often there's this fear that no one can ever love us again and I think the easiest way to combat this is I personally I try to think about the state of mind that I was in before a relationship and reevaluate and try to assess objectively a how I was feeling but b how I was presenting and I think the presenting part is so important and if we can use singleness as a time to get back into our groove to get our theory you know our so-called mojo back I think there's a real opportunity there to get something even better than before but I do really believe that what we learn from all the pain and all the heartache we experience in whatever relationship is just going to be an opportunity for growth in the next one so the more data points that you have and the more time I think you have to reflect on being single um, while you're being single sorry is uh, really it's a kind of productive downtime I mean I think it maybe it's comparable to having a rest day when you work out six days a week and some people might think oh what's the point of having the rest day but um, the rest day can be the most crucial element so that you don't injure yourself in the gym you don't hurt yourself Um, but sorry (laughs) I'm gonna quit that tangent and go back to the reasons why we also see singleness as a negative more deeply rooted than just the fear of never being loved again I think is the especially if we've just been dumped or broken up with someone we worry that we have just lost the love of our life and that we've let our soulmate slip away from us I had a really fascinating conversation with someone recently about what it means to have a soulmate and for me personally I think a lot of it is defined by not just compatibility externally or internally or about any kind of spiritual soul connection for me although I'm not I'm still not sure about soulmates but I um I do think a lot of what makes relationships work versus not is a long-term willingness to grow together and as humans we can be irrational sometimes and we can grow in ways that we hadn't planned to or that we didn't want to but I think a real partner and a successful relationship depends on your ability to move together in a direction it doesn't have to be the same direction I don't think Um, I think a lot of it comes down to just this willingness to grow together and to support each other. And I know another reason why people are scared of being single, especially long term, 
is this fear of looking like a failure. But whatever the reason that we're scared about being single, that we're upset to be single, rushing back into a relationship isn't going to fix any of the issues I've just talked about. And I truly do believe that being single now and doing the tough work on yourself, that internal work that, as cliche is, as it is, needs to be done, if you can do that now and use this as productive downtime, you will have longer, more sustainable relationships. And the way to really enjoy being single is, in my opinion, of course, is to stop viewing it as this kind of waiting room to your future happiness or as a queue into the coolest club. Life, my mum my always says this, she always says life is now and I stand by that and I really do think life is too short to be itching to get back into a relationship when probably you just need to slow down and take some time for yourself. Okay, I took a quick water break. Water, I'm not drinking wine today. I, <laughs> My throat is too gone for that. <laughs> um, but I want to get back to the kind of big topic I want to discuss about being single, which is how to get over feelings of envy and loneliness. And this is really the hard part. And I know that it has been a sore spot for me in the past. And sometimes it really does hurt. I I read Brené Brown's book called Atlas of the Heart, which I also recommend. And it's a really beautiful looking book. If you ever want to judge a book by its cover, that would be the one. <laughs> and she breaks down the difference between envy and jealousy. And I realized I've been mixing them up for a while. <laughs> so envy is when we want something that another person has and jealousy is when we fear losing a relationship that we already have so I want to focus on being envious of other people's relationships and the first thing to really consider or the first thing that I think about whenever I catch myself feeling this emotion is that oftentimes you only really have to scratch the surface and see that these relationships aren't ones that you'd want to be in yourself. And yeah, the grass is always greener. I've heard my friends say things like, I'm so jealous you're single. What they really mean is I'm so envious, but they say things like, I'm so envious, you must be having so much fun and it must be nice to be free and have incredible sex with no strings attached. And I've caught myself thinking, ugh, what I wouldn't give to wake up next to the same person every day. You have it so nice. Um, and I think we really have to pick our battles a lot of the time. And more importantly, if you're listening and this is resonating, and if you're unhappy, whether you're in a relationship or single, I think you have to start asking yourself, what am I permitting in my life? And if all you ever talk about is, how much you want to be in a relationship with a good person and I just want to find someone and I, I, I want to be in love and your reality isn't matching up ask yourself why what isn't clicking surely surely it can't be that hard to fall in love when everyone around you makes it look so easy you've got to ask yourself some questions like what are your perceptions about love what are your dating habits the good ones and the not so good ones 
And are those current habits, are they serving you? What are you unconsciously putting up with or permitting that is keeping you from being happy? And part of this is looking at whether your intentions and your actions line up. I know a lot of people who complain about being single and then and then reject anyone who doesn't look like, a, you know, exactly their type to a T, their physical type, I mean. Or I see people whose words and intentions don't line up. Like people who want want to be in a relationship, so they say, but what they really probably want is stability. And I I think you have to dig really deep and ask yourself whether you do really want a relationship. Do you just want one to like feel warmth in your bed? <laughs> or is it that you want to fit in with your friends? Or maybe it's that you have an annoying aunt and you just you just can't wait to be able to answer differently when she says are you still single? Why are you still single? Oh, God. I'm getting Vietnam War flashbacks thinking about that. And if you recognize that you do really want a relationship, again, what are you permitting? Are you letting people walk all over you or allowing yourself to be disrespected because you think that's what it takes to get into a relationship? I firmly think that I personally would much rather, I would much rather be alone than disrespect myself or let someone else disrespect me. I'm not desperate. (laughs) I'm really not. And I hope you guys aren't either. I hope you're not just itching to get back into a relationship so that you don't feel lonely. Because I think, I just think there are so many people who take so much and put up with so much that they shouldn't have to if they just raise their standards a little bit. And all the people that I know who are in truly happy relationships, they're self-respecting as fuck. And this takes a long time, I know, for a lot of people, and it starts from within. It's really cliche to talk about, but there is really a an arrow between self-love and shared love and giving yourself love to receive love at the same time and I noticed that my friends or my acquaintances who aren't as confident in themselves and then get into relationships because you don't have to be confident to get into a relationship I think it's a big misconception people always say you have to love yourself to be in a relationship not true not true you attract what you are not what you want a million percent and you can be super unconfident and get into a relationship it's not, but the the relationship isn't the be all and end all. It's the quality of the relationship that will suck, because at the end of the day, you're attracting what you are, not what you want. And I see my acquaintances who are like this, and they end up in dead end relationships that often aren't built on any real emotional foundation. So, keep asking yourself why you want to be in a relationship, or maybe why you want to get back with your ex, or, or why this specific person. And keep asking why in order to move beyond your ego, which is often the mode that we operate in when we're envious of other people's relationships. Or it's also the mode that we operate in when we get rejected or when we're looking for someone new. 
is it really your soul speaking when you say you want a boyfriend or a girlfriend to share your amazing life with or is it I look like a failure because I'm not I'm not in a relationship and if it's the latter that's your ego talking really simple test to work that one out and something I've been learning about a lot and getting more into is learning about the ego and particularly understanding that ego is just fear our ego it's designed to protect us from failing that's literally all it does it's a fear-based animal and it doesn't show us our blind spots or make us stronger it just tries to protect us in the kind of weakest way possible whereas when I think I think about being open and vulnerable and letting go of my ego and with that also being ready to potentially be hurt and to wear my heart a little more on my sleeve that's to me much more endearing and more self-respecting than just having your guard up in where and and choosing to act out of ego a lot of the time so if you're struggling with being single is it that you're trapped in an ego mindset and you just want to prove everyone wrong and show all your peers and your friends and your family just how desirable and hot you are is that where you're coming from and either way I think there's something practical you can do right now to get to the root cause of your unhappiness and I think this is a great exercise for anyone so if you're still listening and you're single or you're happily in a relationship grab a pen or open your notes up and write down all of your limiting beliefs about you in love write them all down and when I say limiting beliefs I mean things that I mean beliefs that are the obstacles between you and your goals so maybe it's a limiting belief that you have that you're not worthy of love or a limiting belief an example is that you could believe that you always get cheated on or people always ghost you so make a list of all the limiting beliefs that come to mind and all of the mental projections that you think about that kind of stand in your way of being in that relationship that you desire and then once you've written down all the things standing between you and your dream relationship take a big red pen and cross them out cross them out and on a separate page rewrite all of your limiting beliefs as a kind of positive version so for example if your limiting belief was i i always get friends owned your new belief should be everyone desires me and wants to be more than my friend and yeah it might sound silly uh, but sometimes i'm queen of sounding silly and these positive affirmations are I promise you they're really going to shape the way that you perceive yourself and those positive self stories that we have do have cognitive effects and can give us better outcomes in everything so look at your current love life after you've done that and I don't care if you're so single and you haven't slept with anyone in years and you haven't been on a date in ages there is a pattern there that you are repeating that is not serving you and keeping you unhappy because if your intentions and your actions really did align poof you'd be in a relationship so easy but 
we should want more for ourselves than just to be able to say i'm in a relationship i've got a boyfriend i've got a girlfriend and hopefully doing this exercise can show you your real intention or even just the self-destructive beliefs that you have about yourself and love and who knows maybe doing this exercise helps you realize actually my intention is just to get laid (laughs) and that's that's so fine nothing wrong with that go out have the most mind-blowing sex of your life enjoy it and be liberated from this notion that you have to be in a relationship in order to get what you want and maybe your 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 intention and your that exercise shows you that actually you just want to feel more love in your life which is amazing as well and that's really easy to start doing and you can definitely start feeling more love in your life very easily and maybe I'm sounding like a crazy person but I just think there's so much more to life than looking at what your friends or acquaintances or even people online I haven't even touched on that yet but thinking that what they have that you have to have that for yourself too more to the like the online stuff very very real and you see all these people on instagram and tiktok talking about i've been in a relationship with this man since i came out the womb respectful king and i've got to say it the more people post about how strong and incredible their relationships are online it's all lies i swear i swear i don't know a happy couple who have to post about their six and a half week anniversary and who gush all the time about their partners and whenever I see someone constantly posting about how incredible their partner is I just think hmm I smell that breakup coming and when you're in a really healthy relationship in the relationship of your dreams and with the person of your dreams you don't want to constantly share that because the best part of it is often just how private it is and I think it's the same concept as money talks, wealth whispers, and when you're really truly happy for yourself and actually in the best relationship of your life, you don't want to overshare it because it just is so special and you probably don't want to share something so intimate and you'd rather keep it between yourselves, which I commend. Um, I could talk about this for so long, but I just feel super passionate about this topic. So going back to the intentions and actions, are they aligning and do your actions actually follow on from your intentions could you for example draw an arrow between your intentions and your actions and when i was thinking about this i think something also really important to note is that an action can also be a passive reaction so it's more than just my intention is to be in a relationship and my action is to ignore anyone who isn't my type on paper that kind of passive reactivity is that the word reactivity (laughs) of ignoring someone who might be perfect for you but who might not immediately be attractive to you on site that doesn't align with the relationship that you're aspiring to so i encourage us all to start aligning our intentions and our actions and it will help you gain so much clarity and help you see what you actually want I mean, it's the same with everything. It's the same with jobs, for example. Like, if you want to be earning six figures a year, why aren't you asking for a raise and working harder? And this kind of brings me on to an example I thought about. I know someone who goes 
on and on and on about how men are trash. Constantly. This person does not stop talking about how they find men awful and, oh, men are trash. I hate men. (laughs) First of all, I love men. I think men are amazing. (laughs) Um, And this might come across as really anti-feminist, which is so irritating, but yeah, I think men are fucking superstars, I love men, but, and I love women, I I love women too, Um, but you get what I'm saying, the point being is that this friend of mine, who wants to date men, by the way, affirms just how awful men are all the time, and the more that they do it, the more I'm shocked that they don't see that the men they're dealing with are actually trash, and it breaks my heart to see this person say that they hate men and then pick a true surprise face. All the men that they attract are awful. Because men, particularly straight men, I'm going to just stand by this, but I think particularly straight men can really smell desperate and insecure women and they prey on them. And it, I just think that this this person I know there must be a sadomasochistic part of themselves that enjoys being treated badly and having funny dating stories that aren't actually funny because they're literally just trauma, to be honest. And there is definitely something there that they enjoy saying men are trash, men are awful, I hate men, and then also complaining that all of the men that they deal with are trash while ignoring potentially good men. So... If you keep affirming a certain limiting belief that you have about dating, and maybe the opposite for men is that women belong to the streets, (laughs) maybe you have to start questioning why you have that belief, because clearly it's holding you back, and why, why do you feel that way? Why do you think men are trash? Why do you think women belong to the streets? Often, our limiting beliefs are rooted in childhood trauma or then modeled to us by our parents. And I know uh, I have a couple of limiting beliefs that I'm really working on. And just to get a little personal with you guys, one of my limiting beliefs is that people that I'm interested in see me as a kind of purely sexual being and that they don't want anything beyond that because, I mean, I, I do have a lot of sexual energy and I love it. I lean into it. I love being a sexual person, uh, but there's a lot more to me than that, and it doesn't mean that I sleep with everyone, but I've been told that I have quite a sexual aura, and I think it's something, I think it's my superpower in some ways, but I have this limiting belief that I'm only good for one thing, and that's been modeled to me based on my childhood, and what I've grown up reading, and watching on TV, and talking about with my friends and listening to with podcasts like Call Her Daddy, for example, which lean heavily into that. And I know I've talked about Call Her Daddy and how much of a negative impact it had on me growing up and how how much it kind of pushed me to start this platform. So when I've done, when I, when I worked out that that was my limiting belief, that, that I'm only good for one thing, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I I realize I have to start thinking about what I'm saying and my dating patterns and whether they align 
with this limiting belief or not. So challenge your beliefs and ask yourself whether you're whether you're really one of those people who simultaneously says, men are trash. I really want a boyfriend. Like, why can't I find a really nice guy? Men are just awful. I can't believe I have to date one. Ew. But yeah, I'm still looking for a boyfriend. Can you set me up with anyone that would be really cool? Or the other one that I've heard is men are trash. But men who are trash are also the best and bad. And I really, it grinds my gears when I hear this because I just think, how can you, how can anyone take you seriously when you, A, talk about how all men are trash, but then admit that that's exactly what you're looking for and and the lack of self-awareness sometimes is astounding. And I know I'm getting a bit heated about this despite my despite my throat because I know that part of me is projecting about this because this used to be me and this used to be my mindset and I let myself be disrespected because I had so little respect for myself and guys the things I've put up with like and at the same time I was still kind of shocked that I wasn't in a great relationship And it took me a long time to realize that, again, I would much rather be alone than with anyone who doesn't doesn't treat me with respect and with kindness. So I urge you to take my rant as a sign to start thinking about what it is you actually want and then to start connecting your actions with your intentions. And it's, it's really not too late to start realigning. This isn't bad karma forever you can change your life right now by reinforcing positive beliefs you can stop saying men are trash and start saying men are amazing (laughs) i love men men love me trust me you're gonna see such a huge difference in your dating habits and how people treat you but this is my long-winded way of just saying that comparison truly is the thief of joy And that you should never be envious of your friends or your family or your peers or people you see online. And instead, choose admiration. Admire your friends and the relationships that they're so happy to be in. And and soak up all of the elements that you aspire to have. And start practicing showing love in a way that you would like to receive it. At some point, I, I will do an episode on the law of attraction because I sound like hocus pocus right now. I really went from giving blowjob tips and teaching you how to arch your back. And now I'm like, the secret, guys, the secret is positive affirmations. But more to the point, um, be grateful and admiring of all the love that you already have in your life. I was listening to a good podcast with Stephen Bartlett and Marissa Peer, who's a top therapist. And she was talking about self-belief and how she has a a lot of clients who say things like, no one believes in me, no one thinks I'm going to amount to anything. And she says, the most positive thing that you can do for yourself is that you will always have one person who believes in you, and that's you. You can always choose to believe in yourself. And I thought that was a really interesting message, that no matter what we feel around us and no matter what's going on in the 3D world in front of us, we can always choose to shift our relationship with ourselves and to be kind to ourselves and to treat ourselves with respect. So 
you can always give yourself that love that you think a relationship will give you. You can give it to yourself right now. Give yourself a hug, guys. <laughs> Go on, or call someone you love and tell them. Call your mom right now. Tell her you love her. Feel that love come back to you. Hug your friends a little tighter next time you see them and enjoy being single. Get good at treating yourself with respect and kindness. And just to sum up, three points. Comparison is the thief of joy and being green with envy really isn't a good look on anyone. Number two, start addressing your limiting beliefs and more importantly, start correcting them. And thirdly, ask yourself whether your intentions and your actions align. Okay, I'm going to tell you a big secret. A big part of why some people love to be in relationships all the time and seem to be kind of flitting from one to the next really quickly, it's not that they're hotter or cooler or more lovable than anyone else or more lovable than you. Often those people are in relationships simply because they can't be alone, as I talked about earlier. And again, you attract what you are, not what you want. I think that's got to be the biggest takeaway from this episode. You attract what you are, not what you want. So the urge to get serious with someone can often derive from a place of denial about the alone time you actually probably need. And being single and not dating, especially for an extended period, it's it's uncomfortable because you have to start putting up with your own bullshit and making yourself happy rather than relying on someone else to do it for you. And it really is a double-edged sword because I think that putting up with your own bullshit and making yourself happy, this internal reckoning, it's also the best part about being single. And it's often difficult to reach introspection to that level when you spend a large amount of time deeply engrossed in someone else's life. So that's where I want to finish for today. I want to leave you guys with hopefully some interesting ideas and that exercise that I really hope you guys do and practice and I really hope that there's been something in here like just a nugget or an idea or a book or an anecdote or an example that has helped you whether you're single or in a relationship or whether it's complicated (laughs) and I just want to thank you so much for being here And I want to thank everyone who's messaged me about the podcast because I know I've been awful about it. I've been having too much fun and letting letting this get away from me. So I want to thank you again for being here. And as always, you can submit your questions to yourplaytimeradio.com under the submit page and follow the podcast at yourplaytimeradio on Instagram. I it's kind of like a sexy mood board page. At least I hope so. So. Yeah, I'm going to be posting a lot more from now on. And hopefully I will sound less uh, throaty next time. So thank you again for being here. I love you all with my heart so much. And yeah, hope you're staying happy and fulfilled and that you're having an amazing summer so far. Love you. Mwah.